Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Brian Marks. Brian believes property ownership is key to the American dream. Along with discussing the building, purchasing, and renovating of real estate, he'll discuss how he and his team are on a mission to allow everyone to own real estate. And so today, Brian really opens a different business model than I've heard before. I don't believe I've had anyone on the show talk about this specific business model. Ultimately, he's syndicating Airbnb homes. Actually, they built the software around this. But you're going to learn a lot. And I think your eyes are going to be open to some possibilities of investing in a liquid model as well in some short-term rentals that you wouldn't typically have access to. I think it's a very neat model. I look forward to looking into it myself, but enjoy the show. Brian, welcome to the show. I know you believe property ownership is the key to the American dream. I'm looking forward to getting into that and how you're helping almost anyone or making a way for almost anyone. That's, I know it's your mission where they can own a home. But let's jump right in. Tell the listeners a little more about your business model and kind of how you got there. Awesome. Hey, great to be here, Whitney. So I'm the CEO of Cloud Castles. We're a mobile application that allows you to buy a fractional or snackable shares, what we like to call them, of short-term rentals like Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com. So you can own a little piece of that real estate. And what that entitles you to do is entitles you to a portion of the Airbnb profit. So you get paid out every month based on the Airbnb profit. Entitles you to tax benefits. You get a K-1, so you can write that off on your taxes. And also entitles you to the appreciation of the home. So one of our properties you know, gained in over 200000 in value during the pandemic. And we passed that right along to our users via the mobile app. And lastly, my favorite thing about vacation homes is actually just staying at the vacation homes. And so you get a discount if you actually stay on the vacation homes through our platform. And that's my favorite part of it personally. So that is Cloud Castles. That's where I currently work right now. That's interesting. I did not catch all that before the show. Just being transparent, that's your model. But ultimately, I mean, it sounds like you have a fund. You're syndicating almost like a maybe mini Airbnb properties at the same time that you all own, selling shares to those projects. Am I accurate? Each one is basically its own PPM or its own LLC, and you buy a portion of each one individually. So okay, you kind of bet on you know does Tahoe going to do better than Miami, Florida, or do I am I more favorable to like the government in one place or the other, or the, the weather or what have you? You kind of choose and and pick which horse you want to bet on, so to speak. Okay. So I'm glad that you cleared that up because it's two different models for sure and different things to consider. I mean, in our business as well, whether we're doing a single asset syndication versus a multi-asset syndication or fund. So it's interesting, you know, through Airbnb, I don't know if I know of anyone else that's doing that. So I just think that's really cool over 1100 episodes. I don't think I've heard of that through this model. Dive into that a little bit though. Like this person, they're going to invest in this model. You said they can invest a small amount but they're picking a specific property. Are these properties you've already closed on? Are they properties that you're going to close on in the near future? Tell us a little bit about how that process works. It's kind of shifting because we are a hyper growth startup is the idea here. So initially, we're just going on buying the properties. So buy one in Lake Tahoe and Miami and Las Vegas. And then someone will come on the app. And really, our mission is to lower the barrier of entry to real estate because we believe it's so important to the American dream, like you said before, too passive income to be able to afford a better just lifestyles. And we really believe that real estate is the route to do that for the majority of Americans. So we want to be able to lower the very entry so you can come on the app, four clicks, own a portion of it. You buy each one individually. But 
how we're going to scale this business is actually working with individual investors. So we say, hey, let's go 50-50 partnership. Let's actually, we can even cover and be kind of an insurance policy on your short-term rental. If you miss a month, we might even pay for that. We'll help do the property management, which is a very big pain in the butt sometimes, but we'll do it for you. And we'll also manage, you know, your bookings, your listings, anything's broken, handyman, a network of people will be behind you, enabling you short-term rental to be effective. So that's our new program for kind of scaling up with folks. We want to work with them directly. And if they're interested, they should absolutely reach out if they want to get a short-term rental somewhere. No, that is awesome. Could you speak to just the structure of that a little bit as far as an hour type of business or in larger deals, we may have a preferred return or certain splits up to a certain IRR or equity multiple, all those things. How does an investor earn? What do they earn typically? And you know, how does that normally work? So I think it really depends on the house and the horse you bet on. But sure, data story, which is so valuable, you know, data just surpassed oil as the most valuable commodity. So we use a ton of data in making these decisions. And Airbnb has been around for a long time. And there's a lot of prediction models you can build around the data, around how properties going to score. Any month, any day is actually very different for an Airbnb. And you might have wildly different revenue based on each day. But it doesn't matter. You, you buy a portion of it, you're entitled to the whole year, essentially, or whatever you own for that year. And so how it works is we aim for a 20% return. And we're on track to hit that for all of our properties, and even including the appreciation of the home just on Airbnb or short-term rental revenue. So we aim for 20%. Okay. And how long of a hold period? Or is your plan to hold these long-term? Is it like five years, 10 years? What do you expect until, say, the, you know, an investor would receive their capital back? Yeah, that's a great question. So we are a SaaS company or a software as a service company through and through. We don't want to be a real estate company, but we're acting as a real estate company right now. So we're at 30% margins. But where we can actually increase that as a business is where we're more of a marketplace. So let's say when you hop on, you actually want to buy a piece of Lake Tahoe or you want to buy a piece of Miami, you might actually buy from another user on the platform. And so you will buy someone else out of the pot. And then we're more of a marketplace at that point. And people can honestly liquidate as soon as they like, or they can even like post it. Hey, I'm, I'm ready to sell my shares at this price and get rid of it. And alert everyone in the network of, hey, this person is actually willing to sell. Here's the price. Is anyone willing to buy? So really want to be a, like, we want to hold on the houses forever and just have them be a part of the platform. But if someone wants to liquidate, we want to get them their money as soon as possible. That's our business model. So we're really about just adding a little bit of liquidity to the real estate market in the long term. Now, that's incredible. There's a ton of value in the investment being more liquid, right? And so there's different models we've looked at to try to help achieve that, even in our model, because that, oftentimes investors, you know, they don't want their money tied up for, say, five to 10, especially 10 years. And so there's different thoughts about that for investors, depending on their goals of investing and where they're at as far as retirement, all those things to consider. But it's just interesting. So this model, You've built the software that helps manage those transactions, sounds like. Is that right? So ultimately, you could have invested in the platform, purchased this Airbnb, wherever, like Tahoe, and then you get on, you get on the platform and say, I'm ready to sell it. And then it notifies everyone. And then I could get on there and buy it from them. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. And just adding that marketplace portion, you know, really having the users kind of, you know, be in charge of their own experience. And I mean, we recommend people to hold just because, you know, real estate on average doubles every 10 years on the, the residential side. And so I have a great friend who's has a $150 million fund. And he said, one piece of advice he gave me is, I wish I bought more. <laughs> Never let it go, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we encourage them to hold if they'd like to. But yeah, that's the idea exactly. It's a marketplace where you can buy from other users and sell. But they're going to own a small portion of that one property. Or they could own... I mean, I guess it depends on how much is being sold or how many shares are being sold. Is that accurate? 
Yeah. So we put 10,000 shares initially that could potentially, right now they're all 10,000 shares. It could change based on, you know, if we do like a refinance or we pay off a significant portion of, there is some debt associated with each of these properties. So right now it's just 10,000 shares. So if you own a hundred shares or you're entitled to 1% of the Airbnb profit. And so, yeah, we aim for 20% return each year or, and you're getting paid monthly, which is nice. So every single month you get a little hit in your bank account and a little endorphin rush right there. So people really seem to enjoy that. And what we see is our user base is they'll come on and we encourage people to do this, just test it out. Maybe they buy one share for $16 or $21 in Miami. But then, you know, after they see, oh, wow, I'm making some money like month over month, maybe I should just park some money here and just have that pay me dividends on a monthly basis. And so we see people come back and they might turn around and do 500, 1,000, you know, 15,000. But we encourage people to just try it out and give it a try and see how it feels. That's such a neat business model. I want to learn a little more about it myself later, but that's incredible. I just think it's a neat model. It's neat that you all have created this platform that can handle that. And one thought on that, how do your investors say they want to do some due diligence? How do they know this project or this property is something they want to invest in? Because as liquid as it is too, there's other owners of this one property. How does that work as far as, hey, let's say there's expenses. Maybe this is a better question. The foundation falls apart, right? How does that work? as far as the expense side, unexpected expenses for those owners? Yeah, that's a great question. There are unexpected expenses. Of course. You get beat up a little bit. Everyone's, you know, stayed at a hotel or something and maybe broken something at the Airbnb. It happens. And people are unpredictable. But we do take a little bit of the cushion off the top just as a rainy day fund. And also we do have like lines of debt if we ever need to use those that we just try to cover. Right now we want our users just to have a great experience because ideally, you know, we're not trying to make a ton of money off each property at this point. We're trying to scale, like hyperscale. So we're trying to get to, right now we're at, we should be at four properties or cloud castles for the year. Next year we want to be at 40 and the year after we want to be at 400. So that's, that's kind of growth we want to see over the next two or three years. So we'll cover it for the most part, you know, as long as people are having a good experience, that's kind of our Northern star at the moment to follow. No, that's awesome. This is an incredible model. I mean, I'm just curious, so curious about it myself. Let's jump to some of the data. You mentioned, you know, use a lot of data to make decisions, right? Well, let's jump into that and tell us a little more about the data side of it and how that helps you to make these decisions, maybe on what properties or markets, those things. So data is going to be key to this solution here. I really encourage all of your, your listeners to do their due diligence. On the data side, there's a ton of good resources out there. I'll call out two just in the short-term rental area. Or one is AirDNA and one is called Rabu, R-A-B-B-U. And then both of them are basically predictions. So you, know, you enter in the address, the number of rooms, and they'll give you a prediction even by month of how they'll perform. And you can really get a sense of what the ROI is almost out of the gate. And they're very accurate, like 90% accurate. Because again, Airbnb has been around for a long time. You know, it's been through recessions and you know dips and highs and lows. And so the data is fairly reliable at this point. Even with our property in Lake Tahoe, we were actually affected really by the fires, but we still, even with those two months lost in revenue, we still really had a great year already just by following the data. So that's going to be once you're going to call out. And what we do on our end is we actually go through the MLS listings and we'll programmatically grade each one based on the actual score, the prediction score there. So that really helps us kind of flag the high potential ones. That'll give you some flags and you'll have some indicators once you've kind of gotten, kind of picked up maybe some diamonds in the rough and you're kind of looking at them, the next step is, you know, be boots on the ground. Luckily, I do have a little bit of a construction background. I don't know if anyone, the listeners kind of did a lot of those summer construction jobs. My dad was a contractor, so I did a ton, grew up on a construction site. So it's good to come in and be able to do an inspection. You know, what is this pool going to take to, to refurbish if it's all green? What's going to happen? If there is a foundation issue, you know, four points inspection is one thing I want to call out. If it's going to be electrical roof, 
plumbing or foundation, that's a kind of a big headache. So anything besides that, it kind of checks the four points inspection and you can kind of say, okay, this is good. So I always encourage people to get a really good person to inspect. It's really worth its weight in gold. Inspect the property. Now, once you found one and they have a good inspection and the data kind of lines up, now you have to be competitive on your offer. So how do you be competitive on your offer? The data shows that sellers are always willing to take an all cash offer. Now, a lot of us, in fact, including our business, doesn't necessarily have cash to go buy a house outright, but there's plenty of companies that will come in and act as a cash buyer on your behalf for very little amount. So most of our offers are cash offers, but we work with a partner to actually set up a cash offer and then pay them on the back end. And it ends up saving us money in the long run because the seller will almost always take a cash offer versus a conventional loan. If they see two on the table, they might even take a cash offer that's lower than the conventional loan offer. So if you can come in with an all cash offer, then you're in a really good place to close on that diamond in the rough. And as long as you've done your due diligence there on the data side, you'll kind of know exactly what you're in for, for the property's renovations. Okay. Well, let's jump to even some of the tech that's going to help these owners as well. Maybe some tech you all are using. Because you all are managing these projects as well, right? You know, somebody's buying a share. I mean, you all are taking care of the day-to-day management. Is that right? Yeah, both the software and the property. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that tech. So my background is in technology as well. And right now we have just an iOS app if folks are interested. In fact, I'll give them a free share if they give us a five-star review. Just give us a five-star review and send it to support. So happy to support folks that way. But basically, it's an iOS mobile app. And the payments are all handled through it. So we have a payments provider there. We have a pretty straightforward, honestly, a technical product where people can kind of buy and, and join that marketplace. I would compare it to kind of like Robinhood. If you ever use that app or heard of it, like Robinhood for real estate is kind of what we're going for. So pretty straightforward. Come in four clicks after you add your information and then you're ready to go. And then we'll send you a K1 when it's tax season. So you can write off the benefits of these houses do depreciate with a lot of those renovations we talked about. So you can get that value. And then we automatically will change your share price based on the appreciation of the home, which is right now in this market been going up like crazy. That's interesting. It's just a unique model. I think it's very intriguing. What about just where you see real estate going? So we do have a little bit of housing market crunch right now. Everyone's trying to get in. Why is it so expensive or hard to find a home? I think there's a lot of factors and it's interesting. I think, I mean, as far as the construction side, lumber is super crazy expensive, right? So I think the future of home production is going to be your construction is going to be really around the 3D printing. And that's honestly where we'd like to transition the business in the next five to 10 years is more towards the 3D printing of homes. We think that's where the industry is going to go and really automate the process. It's, you know, the future is automation. So that's really what we're thinking is going on. But I think also the government has to kind of step in. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with local housing permits and authorities and codes there, but it's incredibly difficult nowadays to, you have, there's a lot of overhead that goes in just to kind of get permits approved, to get that process approved. And it needs to really be streamlined. So we think that the best thing the government can do in this situation is really create a streamlined, potentially federal like building permits for, for a lot of this stuff. And, and so that's one thing we think is going to be hopefully some litigation or, or legislation that's passed, passed in the next few years is how we can streamline these permits. So it's really a lot easier to buy property. Wow. No, that's incredible. Just a few final questions, Brian. Tell us what's a way you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? Hmm, that's a good call out. Every day is a little thing. If they're not in the technology sector, I probably won't call out too many things on the technology side of what we've done under the hood to kind of make things work a little smoother and faster and have less error handling. I'd say one thing that's been great is just working with other investors, working with other folks in the network. And again, just to call out this program we're doing called the Alpha Program with Cloud Castles, it allows 
basically us to partner with folks. And that's really where we've seen the growth is just partnering with folks who maybe they're not even a super experienced investor. Maybe they're kind of mildly experienced, but they really want to learn more. We, we partner with them and help them get up out the door. And so I think leaning on other people in the network who have similar passions as another person or similar interests and, you know, obviously creating like a safe framework, like legal framework to work together. So everything's fair is hyper important, but really just leveraging folks in your network to help kind of grow together because it is super expensive to buy these properties. You know, it's one of the most expensive purchases you're going to make in your lifetime is buying and owning real estate. And so if you can work together with another investor who has the same end goal as you, you know, then I think you have a huge leg up and you can really even move faster together. What about some daily habits that you are disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Okay. Like for programming side, I would compare it to kind of like bodybuilding, which is kind of not what you'd normally think, but Programming is a grind, you know, it's not that fun. <laughs> and so, and also looking at houses is a grind too. If you're trying to think to scrape the data and, or you're trying to look at the, all these properties, it's really a workout and it's nothing fun. It's kind of very repetitive motions. So what I like to do for both like physical training and for coding is to really build day by day what I'm going to do throughout the week, maybe even for the month. So I'm always on track. And it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You just come in and you do the job and you're going to, and you're going to get results. Nothing's going to come super quick. So it's all about consistency day in and day out, whether it comes to programming, trying to find a new property to own that's going to come your way or really anything in life is really that consistent. It is that consistency, the consistent daily actions, right? Those small things we do every day and they add up faster than you think. But you have to get started and be purposeful about it. That's for sure. How do you like to give back? Jimmy can actually speak to this. He's my co-founder for the project. We actually would like to open this up and, and really focus on a few things. One of which is once we have enough inventory in the houses is actually offer free stays to potentially communities that might not be able to afford housing at a particular moment. Let's talk about homelessness, potentially you know, going for a job offer like the night before we actually might give them a free night stay at the Cloud Castle if our users approve of it. Or if someone's coming out of a tough relationship type thing, we might actually offer them a free stay. So that's something we can do in the real estate space is potentially provide really discounted or free stays to the communities that may really need it at a certain portion in time. So that's one thing we really like to call out and something we've been working on to kind of get going sooner once we have a little bit of funding in the door, actually. <laughs> it's kind of what I'm No, that's incredible. That's a neat thought, helping those people. Like It's neat too. Like, okay, right before they go for a job interview or something like that. That is really neat thought. Well, Brian, I'm grateful to have met you and really to have learned about this business model, your software business, but then just this, what, Cloud Castles and just how that works a little bit. I mean, it's a way to syndicate these Airbnb models, sounds like. So I just look forward to learning more about this business model. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about you and what you're up to. Thanks so much, Whitney. It's been awesome meeting you as well and being on the show. Uh, so Cloud Castle is just available on the App Store. So if you go to the App Store and check it out, again, we'll give you a free share and give us a good review there. And then we do have Android coming soon. I have a lot of Android friends that are kind of upset because they can't jump in the market. So if you join, come to our website at cloudcastles.io and just check out the Android link there. You can add the waitlist, and as soon as we get that Android up, app up in the next two months or three months, we will get first access to it. So just want to call that out. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.